Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Geniuses, I'm Kendra Adachi, and you're listening to the Lazy Genius Podcast. Here, we help you be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. This is season one, episode four, and my guest today is author, blogger, and general funny person, Mary Carver. When I asked Mary to be on the podcast, she said, I'm feeling a little short on the genius lately. And I thought, man, aren't we all? So in this episode, Mary and I just talk about how hard it is to be a person. And there are some real life nuggets that come out, some of which I still remember daily, weeks after our conversation. Mary is such a delight, and I know you're going to enjoy her so much. Tell me who you are, Mary Carver. Okay, well, I am a writer and blogger. I am a mom and a wife. Uh, I blog at givinguponperfect.com. My first official real published book that I'm a co-author of just came out in January. Um, My husband and I have been married for almost 17 years. 17. Because I was married as a child, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, our daughters are two and eight. Okay. So, so, so let me ask you, um, was the difference, cause six years is, mm-hmm. is not quite as, as common of an age difference in kids. Right. Was that a planned difference? Well, no. Um, <laughs> it was, um, my first daughter, um, her delivery, her birth was very, very traumatic. Mm. I had, um, I developed severe preeclampsia and Mm. as my mom likes to say, I almost died. (laughs) Moms love to say things like that, don't they? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Which is true. Um, but just feels silly for me to say on my own behalf, (laughs) (laughs) guys, I I need to tell you something. (laughs) That's awesome. I mean, it's not awesome that you almost died, (laughs) that she is the mouthpiece of the truth of what happened is that you almost died. Wow. That is, uh, that's, that's really traumatic. Yeah, it really was. And, um, and so getting pregnant again was just not appealing. Yeah. Um, you know, I was scared and, um, then we had lots of years of (laughs) lots more years of no money and, like we just felt like it was all we could handle. And then finally we're like, you know what? Okay. Let's, we don't want Annalyn to be an only child. So not that there's anything wrong with that. 
but that's not what we wanted for our family. So right. we decided to try, which is, is there anything more awkward than saying like, we're trying? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> did you, okay. Segue for side note for a quick second. Did you ever see the Brady Bunch Christmas special when they were all grown up? When no. Bobby was a race car driver. No, I have not <laughs> okay. seen this. Okay. I I feel, I, I'm starting to feel a little um, bad using this as like a comparison <laughs> to your situation because it's the Brady Bunch Christmas special, but well, you also like television and things. You're speaking my language. Right. I feel like this could work. So, mm-hmm. okay. So there's this, um, <clears throat> I don't remember when it came out. It doesn't really matter, but it was the, um, the whole cast came back except for Cindy, mm-hmm. um, or one of the, it doesn't matter who cares. There was, there was, um, it was a special and the thing that Bobby became a race car driver. And of course everyone was like super worried about him. Cause like, what if he gets hurt? And he was really good right. and all these things. But one of this, one of the like B stories was Jan and her hut, poor Jan, Jan and her husband, um, were having trouble having a baby. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I just remember watching it. I think it came out when I was, I mean, I was, I was not a grown person and, um, I remember feeling so awkward when (laughs) like they didn't show them trying to have a baby, but they talked about it and they talked about like, well, we need to like set the mood. And they went on a cruise and they like, were like, okay, no, we're just going to be like, like super scientific about it. And like they, they, they were trying to show, I guess the reality of that whole thing, which Kaz and I had that too. Like we, we tried for, for our oldest, um, it took me a, over a year and a half to get pregnant with Sam, mm. which for some people is like a drop in the bucket. They try way longer than that, but it was, sure. it was a, it was an eternity. It felt like an absolute eternity. Um, but I remember it's like a 12 year old being like, I don't, I don't understand what's happening. Like, what are they right. trying to like? Why can't they accomplish this? Like, why do they keep talking about trying? And then everyone's awkward and it was, and it's the Brady Bunch as grownups. It was so oh my bizarre. Gosh. It was so bizarre. So, um, I just likened that whole story to your situation and I'm going to go die now. Um, but yeah, it's the worst thing to say is that you're trying. Right. Right. So, and really, I mean, it was nothing like, I mean, we just weren't preventing. Right. Um, anyway, we decided that it was time for us to, you know, have another baby and, um, we didn't. And, and then we continued to not have another baby and it wasn't anything that we were really hmm, pursuing, Mm -hmm. um, like relentlessly. (laughs) (laughs) This is getting better and better. (laughs) I think you just asked me something so unrelated to this awkward (laughs) answer. Okay. I'm so anyway, happy the point right is, now. The point is, once we decided that we didn't want to just have one child, um, it uh, it didn't just happen. And so I, we finally got to the point where, like, you know what? That's okay. We're going to be a family of three, and that's how it is, and that's great. You know, three musketeers, whatever. Um, and then of course I got pregnant. Of course. So, um, all that to say, no, the six year gap was not planned, but it is perfect mm. for us what because you, i am 
heavy on the lazy, light on the genius when it comes to parenting. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, sometimes there's genius moments, but um, having a little helper Mm. with a newborn was awesome. I'm sure I'm, I'm about to have our third mm-hmm. in like five minutes and, um, that's what it feels like. And, um, and my boys are six and four and Sam is the oldest and he's like, he's ready, man. Like he is geared up. Like if there's a, un- if he could wear a big brother uniform, he would be wearing it because um, he's so ready. And I've thought, um, cause I've been really terrified. Like I don't, I mean, Okay, I'm just gonna say it. I don't always really like being a mom. Like it's fine. It's just oh, not yeah. my. It's not my favorite. The little people, like being a mom of little people, is it just wears me slap out. And mm-hmm. um, and and so I've been thinking like, oh my word, third another one. Like the number of times I'm like, oh, I hate this. <laughs> oh, let's just add another human person to the equation right. who's like little right. and can't do anything for themselves. That's perfect. Um, but that's one thing that I've been really grateful for is, um, is how excited Sam is to help. And it looks like it, they will be six years apart and that's what yes. your girls are. And that's like, what a great thing. Cause he's already like, I'll go get diapers for you. I'll, what do you yes. need mom? Like, I'll go get it. And it's like, this is magic. This is yes. magical. <laughs> it has really, it has really been awesome. Now I will say two years into it, life is a little different. Uh-huh. And, um, I, ha- I've had to start saying, <laughs> I don't know if you happen to see it. I posted on Facebook that, um, Annalyn is so bossy and so up in my business and all <laughs> over her sister that every time she starts acting like the mom, I feel like I feel like being Robin on How I Met Your Mother uh-huh. and saying, nobody asked you, Patrice. <laughs> <laughs> because it just, like, I think I've gotten to the point where, like, she's, she, it's just built gradually over the last two years about, like, the, the balance has shifted as far as how much of her help I need. Right. <laughs> And versus how much she, how much input she thinks that she deserves to have right. Pump the as a honey. child. Right. <laughs> right. And so, you know, for her, like, she's just doing what she's been doing. And I'm like zero to psycho in three <laughs> seconds because I don't, I don't need her. I don't need her opinion on what to give the, the toddler for a snack, you know? Right. Or it's, I've yeah. I've started telling her like stop creating problems because she'll say, Adrian, do you want to ride in the big fancy car car to the grocery store? And I'm like, no, no. Have <laughs> I ever pushed you in that car? I don't do that. You can't offer things that I have to approve. Right. Right. <laughs> Please stop causing problems. My yes, Sam will um. <clears throat> Okay, so my four-year-old is in preschool a couple of days a week, and um, he loves like he loves being there. He hates getting there. He sure. every morning it's like I want to go to school, and I'm thinking cool. you, but you do like I think you're just doing a bit. Like I really <laughs> think you actually do like going. And I've talked to his teachers, and he runs right in and says hi to his friends. And I mean he's fine. I just think he likes doing this little bit in the morning. Um, but if I don't say anything, like if I don't really bring it up, 
um, like, okay, are you excited about going to school today? Like, of course he's going to be like, you know, like turn into a grump. Um, so if I don't say anything, it's not really an issue. Well, Sam, my oldest likes to make issues of all the things. Mm -hmm. And so he'll do that. He'll, he'll cause these problems where he'll come in the room and he's like, Hey Ben, um, do you want to go to school today? You really should because school is a wonderful thing. And he'll like go oh, on this like gosh. speech, like to convince him of something that he doesn't even need convincing of. And I'm like, Sam, stop talking, stop talking. <laughs> like, like, shut your mouth. And he does it and he does it to like, you know, I don't know why he does it. I haven't quite figured out what his motivation is. But then of course, Ben's like, oh, I want to go to school. And then it starts the whole oh. thing. And it's like, guys, this All is a delicate again. balance that we are trying to strike here. Please yep. stop creating more work for me. <laughs> I don't have it in me. It's just right, right. Well, and the thing is that I have, I'm, I'm now discovering at this at this stage of their of their lives is that <laughs> Annalyn is realizing how often parents lie to their kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Examples, when I say things please. like. Oh, sorry, Adrian. We can't watch Mickey Mouse Clubhouse right now. Mickey's got to take a nap. Right. <laughs> you know, and she's like, Mickey, take nap. Mickey, take nap. You know, and she's totally fine. Right. And Annalyn's like, what? What just happened here? Suspicious. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, you know, or I'll say, we don't have whatever, you know, whatever it is she wants. And mm-hmm. Annalyn's like, mom, it's in the fridge. Right. <laughs> I'll do that with um, screen time um, because uh-huh. I am I am not that parent who I mean bless those that are I don't know how you survive without your kids ever like watching anything or having an it's iPad. In hands. Me. It's it's it I don't understand it. So whenever we have screen time, um, but sometimes it's like okay, the little one when he gets his the big one is already done. It's a beautiful day outside, or we're gonna like. I need to go to Target. We just don't have time for screen time today or whatever it is. And right. so the little one, will, Ben will say, you know, mom, can I have the iPad? And I'm like, oh, it's broken, bud. Sam <laughs> just finished playing with it. Like right. they just finished. But it's not, yeah, it's exactly. It's like, I just can't. Now I'm not going to lie to him like that when he's old enough to know I'm lying to him. But right. at that point, it's like, you know what? My sanity and us getting milk before you guys freak out at dinner because there's no milk is mm-hmm. more important than having a teachable moment about the iPad right now. I just don't have it in me. It's 4.15. Right. The world is exploding. And so I'll say, like, I'm sorry, buddy. It's broken. We're going to go to Target and then go play outside. And Sam's like, Mom, it's not broken. I just played with it. Like, again, uh, shut your face. Right? <laughs> don't say anything right? else. <laughs> I'm and so glad I'm not the only parent who does You that. are not the only parent. And here's a question for you. You know, okay, on the topic of shut your face, because my eight-year-old, well, okay, we all, my my house is very, we like to talk here. Cool. And uh, my husband talks a lot. I talk a lot. So, of course, our girls never shut up. Right. Um, but often I need them to. Right. <laughs> um, and my eight-year-old, like we have... Basically, since I got pregnant and the world stopped, because <laughs> um, I got pregnant and I have not, I have not been not exhausted or not distracted since then, you know? Mm. Um, so for the last three years, we've had this problem with her backtalk, disrespect, just her mouth. Right. And I, I don't, I, I don't know what to say to her because we have, we say lots of words. So to make an impact to, to get her to 
shut her face. <laughs> I, I, I have been at a loss. Yeah. I was like, what is the parenting phrase? Because I have resorted, and I, I hate this, uh, but I have resorted to even saying, Annalyn, shut up. Yeah. A few times, especially over like the last six months, it's just I've I've gotten so frustrated, and then I feel so terrible because I don't. I mean, I just don't want to say that particular phrase. Sure. Yeah. Like, what is it? What's the magic word? Oh my word! I think the magic word is there is no magic word. It's so uh-huh. hard. It's like, um, I just I actually just finished. Um, before I was talking to you, I was talking to um, Chad Smith, Michael and's husband, the uh-huh. Nestor's husband. Yes. And, you know, they have three teenage boys, like actual teenage men boys. Oh my and, gosh. I um, even, it's so hard for me to, to assimilate that in my brain because right? I've never seen her in person with her boys. Right. No, they're like real, they're like real and tall and like have voices so and stuff. Like they talk like people. It's, it's, it's like nuts. deep voices. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, they do. And so, um, weird. <laughs> so I was talking to him and, and it was, um, you know, it's, it's a very different, understandably a very different conversation about parenting when you're talking to someone who ha- really has parented for a long mm-hmm. time and their kids are kind of like on the way out versus you're in like yeah. the death zone. It's like, yeah. okay, everybody, everybody, gra- it's like, it's like tornado drills all the time. Oh my gosh. It's like we're always in a natural disaster. Um, and so I, I understand, it's so funny, like having this conversation on the tail end of having that conversation because yes. I, in equal parts, in equal parts in my, the deepest part of my soul, I believe so much in validating our children, in letting them know that they are people and that their feelings and their thoughts and their words matter. And that mm-hmm. I'm going to listen to them and that we have a relationship and it's not about them being obedient and doing what I want them to do. I mean, those are those are transformational things that changed how I see my kids. But, gotcha. then, but then there are days, mm-hmm. <laughs> there are absolute days where I'm like, I am going to throw, literally throw you out the window yeah. or I'm going to leave you in this car to target and I'm just going to drive away and someone can have right. you like, it's fine. I just can't do it anymore. Um, and having those two realities exist in the same person, sometimes in the same second Right. Is, is, is a really unsettling part of humanity. Like, I don't know yeah. how to reconcile it. It just like right now you can't see me, but like my arms are kind of like squirreling up. Like I just saw like a car crash. Like it's so uncomfortable to yeah. have those two things exist because there's no, um, you know, there's no right answer. Like there's no answer. There's no, no. answer to any parenting problem because there right. are far too many variables and yet we just want, we just want an answer. Just give me the magic phrase. that's going to make my kid be quiet mm-hmm. for 10 minutes. And then, and we, it's like insane people, you know, like you do the same thing. I know. Hoping for a different result. And I'm like, I know that a phrase isn't going to, it might work once. Right. But like, it won't work again. Like it's not going to work again. Um, and yet in, in my heart, I believe like if I could just find that one, like a, right. a safe word. Exactly. <laughs> Right. And it just, it's so funny that we get, um, I find myself spinning my wheels about things like that, like finding Mm -hmm. the magic phrase, finding the magic formula for certain things to make my kids do what I need them to do. Um, and it saps so much of my energy 
yet when they don't do what I want them to do, it also saps my energy just differently. Yes. And I haven't decided which sapping I'm most comfortable sitting in for the longest amount of time. Right. Right. Well, and the tricky thing is to me, the tricky part of that is every once in a great while, there is a magic trick. Yeah. And sure, it might. Well, well, I will say, okay, so it's not magic, but with my older daughter, I did find when she was little um, that speaking of us using all the words, like I had to talk her through all of our transitions because, you know, for kids, a lot of kids, transitions are really hard, Uh you know, leaving somewhere, going somewhere. And so if I just said, okay, let's go. Like it was meltdown city and I would have to haul her, you know, to the car screaming, like I'm kidnapping her, which is fun. Right. Um, (laughs) Which, you know, still happens with my two year old now, but anyway. um, But if I were to say, okay, Annalyn, we're going to get ready to leave in five minutes. And then, okay, you've got two more minutes to play. Uh And then, okay, it's time to go. First, we're going to put on your shoes. And then we're going to put on your jacket. Would you like to put on your jacket or do you want me to put on your jacket? You know, the right, whole, like, the whole thing, you know, the talking her through transitions and giving her two choices that end up with the same results, you know, right. those, those <laughs> things have worked. Yeah. Yeah. Now as an eight year old, she actually does still need a little bit of that, but we need new tricks, mm. you know? So I like, she has a list of tasks to accomplish. I don't want to say chores because it includes, it includes like brush your teeth. Right. But, you know, morning tasks, evening tasks that kind of help us stay a little sane and, and yell a little bit less. But, yeah, I also have to say every single day on the way home from school, okay, when we get home, I need you to go potty and wash your hands and then empty your backpack and put it away. Because if I don't say it, right. it doesn't happen. And even if you do say it, what is uh-huh. it about kids and washing their hands? Like my children, yeah, my my kids act like I'm kicking them out of the house right? when I ask them to wash their hands. I'm like, you've been around dozens of nasty children today. Yeah. And you, I don't think you've washed your hands. Don't, please don't bring that into my house. It's like this whole thing. I don't, I don't understand why I have to have the same fight every single day about the same right. thing. <laughs> well, and then sometimes she'll, she'll say, yeah, I did it. I said, really? Let me see your hands. Oh, I forgot. I'm like, this is a thing you're going to lie about. <laughs> like, I mean, kids are going to lie and we're going to deal with it and it's going to be a learning opportunity, blah, blah, blah. But right. this, this is where you're going to make that choice. Right. Come on. Right. Save it for something big. You know, I'm, I'm save it for something big. Oh, that's so good. You know, I'm wondering, um, because it's not, it's not always just about being, this doesn't always just apply to being a parent. Um, I just think like we, we have this, I think everyone's doing it better than I am. 
Mm. Like everyone's doing everything there is to do in the universe better than I could do everything in the universe. Um, except maybe talk about Benedict Cumberbatch. I could do that with the best of them, but for like the important things, right. <laughs> like, right. like I really do feel like everyone has this figured out except for me. And, um, and everybody feels that way. Like even the people yes. who come off as confident, every single person feels like they're not doing it as well as they could be. And I think you're right. Like it's not for me. Okay. So my, uh, my best friend likes to tell me quite often that I need to get off Facebook. But what she really means is that she needs to get off Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Explain, explain this to me, please. Well, because we we're just different, you know, like we process things differently. And so for me, when I see someone who posts, I don't know about their awesome anniversary getaway or their latest promotion. I just rolled my eyes so hard at anniversary getaway. And it's not because that person is not allowed to take one. It's because we don't do that. Exactly. And so I'm like, Oh, those dummies putting importance on something like that. And then deep down, I'm like, I want to go on an anniversary getaway. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So I see those things. So for her, if she sees those things, um, I think it makes her feel bad about herself. Like, oh, they have this and I don't. But for me, it's more like I could totally do that if I were to just apply myself. <laughs> if I just worked harder. For me, it's about like my biggest fear in life is not living up to my potential. Huh. And my and my parents, God bless them, loved me so much that they told me my entire childhood that I could do anything I wanted to do. And it scarred me for life (laughs) (laughs) because I believe that I can do anything I want to do. If I just work hard enough, if I just follow the steps, if I just do what I'm completely capable of doing, my parents said I could. So therefore I can. Is there something that you want to do, like actually want to do that's worth the steps? Oh, well, I mean, I, I, yes. I mean, I want to lose weight. I want to have a master's degree. I want to, um, have a job with a title. I want to, I don't want to do these steps, but I do want to have a large family where when my kids are adults, they, um, like they love their siblings and they hang out a time, maybe like the Bravermans. Right. Of course. We all want to be like the Um, Bravermans. (laughs) Like, like I don't want to take the steps required for that one. Right. Um, But yeah. Hmm. And so when I see people doing this, I'm like, well, I mean, if they can do it, I can do it. Not like I'm comparing, like they're not making me feel bad about myself because of, I don't know. It's just, I, I, I put all this pressure on myself and I I could get off of Facebook and I would still do that Hmm. because I would still see someone at the grocery store or at church or whatever and be like, that's right. Congratulations on your latest degree. I forgot. I wanted to do that. And I still haven't. (laughs) Does Does that like, um, because that's really that's really interesting to me, and I'm I'm trying to um, 
process that. I'm going to, I'm sure. about to process that out loud because I'm a verbal okay. processor. Um, I hear a lot, the whole like, yeah, you see that it's a, it's a comparison thing. That's my, that's mm-hmm. my struggle. And I know a lot. I've never heard anyone say that it's about not reaching your potential, that you have this like deeply embedded belief <laughs> That you can do all these things, which, of you know, of course you can do these things. Like, you're a super awesome, competent, really smart person. Like, there are lots of things that you could do. Um, and that's true of, like, to a certain degree. I mean, like, I'm not going to win the voice. You know what I mean? Like, there are things I'm not going right. to beat Ronda Rousey. Limits. Like, there are th- exactly. Like, you have to be a little bit realistic. But, like, sure. there are things that, that that we can do, yeah, if we just kind of, like as they say, like set your mind to it or whatever. I think I just, um, I've never heard anyone say it that way about potential. I think my problem though is I don't, the thought of setting my mind to something and having to commit my mind to something and the steps required to do something over like those tiny steps every day to, you know, is my worst nightmare. Like, I don't even have, like, my brain just goes, hey, Kendra, we're going to go watch Once Upon a Time. Just shut it down. Right. <laughs> right. We're don't, not going to even think about this right now. Don't par- get uppity. Right. <laughs> and part of me, you know, I wonder sometimes, like, is that, um, <clears throat> I mean, and I don't mind when my brain tells me to go watch Once Upon a Time. I'm like, okay, Captain Hook, I'm here. Like, it's cool. Right. Like, it's not, yes. I'm not complaining. Um, but at the same time, sometimes I wonder, like, what's the, what's the truth in that? Like, what is the real, what's the real part of my soul? Like, does does my soul really, is it really okay for me to just go watch Captain Hook? Like, is it okay that I don't, I really don't have this strong motivation to complete all of these things that I see other people wanting to do? Like, is it okay for me to be okay being okay? You know, like to just be like in the middle and that's fine. Or is it, is it a fear thing? You know, like Mm -hmm. it can be one of the two and they look the same. That's true. I don't know how to tell them apart, Mary. Like, right. (laughs) Yes. I I think, I mean, I think at the end of the day, like, you know, if you feel peace, like, you know, there's a difference between convincing yourself you're okay and And really being okay. okay. Although, I mean... I think some of us with various issues get to be really, really um, good at persuading ourselves of one thing or another. Uh-huh. Um, but I think, I mean, gosh, there are so, I, I just read a blog post the other day that was all about how um, it's okay to be small. It's okay to, you know, the everyday is beautiful, um, you know. We aren't called to be great. Only Jesus is great. Um, that whole, whole movement. I think people are realizing that some of us are wired one way and some of us are wired another way. That's okay. Yeah. And and I think, too, that it's different seasons. I mean, I don't know. I say the word seasons a lot, but it's been so in, encouraging and reassuring to me to to understand the concept of seasons. I think as a mom of little kids, like, okay, it's, this isn't forever. And I won't feel so scatterbrained and exhausted forever. 
mm-hmm. please God, tell me it will be forever. <laughs> right, right. You know, Convincing so myself if I true. can't, if I can't accomplish X, Y, and Z right now, that's okay. And I'm going to learn how to be okay with that. So then maybe it looks like, you know, like, oh, you know what? This is my day and it's small and it's quiet or it's not quiet, but it's messy and it, it's still beautiful and that's okay. And maybe that's just how I feel for a season. Right. No, I mean, that makes and a I'm lot speaking, of sense. I'm speaking in generalities because that's not really me. Like I try that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that, that is, that, I feel like that is the, um, that is the essence of kind of the like Christian lady blog world right. is we say all of these beautiful things uh-huh, uh-huh. and then we're like, I mean, but I'm just saying them, you know that, right? <laughs> right. I'm like, speaking to myself as well as to you. Right. I, I, I mean, sometimes they happen naturally and it's wonderful. And then sometimes they 100% do not. And, um, yes. and I think that's, you know, that's why I love, even just the name of your blog, giving up on perfect. It's like, you know what? I just, this is not, this is not a fight. I can, I can win. Like, why am I trying to win this fight? Um, because it's, I'm just going to, it's going to kill me. It's it's just going to end up killing me. I may look awesome when I die, but like, it's just going to end up killing me. So like what, I don't know that that's really the trade off. Um, but it is so it's, I feel like this is a conversation. Um, this is a thread that is in so many conversations that I have with so many of my friends where it's like, we want to stop trying so hard. Like, we just want to be like, you know what? I'm just going to, I want to be lazy about this. This is not important anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. But then we go to Target to get a block of cheese. And the lady in front of us is like, do you remember in, you watched The Office, right? You're an office person. Uh-huh. When um, in season, I think it was one, was her name Amy? No, her actual name was Amy. When Amy Adams was came and she was selling handbags Okay. in The Office. Do you remember when she, like, it, Michael called, she was redhead, she was a redhead and she was really beautiful and, um, and Jim liked her, like Jim asked her out and Michael called her Pam 2.0. Yes. And I remember my heartbreaking so hard for Pam, like, oh, to have, like, never say that to a human person. Um, right. But when you go to Target and you're standing there with your block of cheese and your little, like, you know, like white rhinoceros that's, you know, was on the end cap <laughs> that you think is just right. gonna, is so cute in your house. Um, and basically in front of you, like, is Kindred 2.0. Yes. And it's like, oh. Dang it. Like, it's like all of a sudden, all of that mental work you just did to stop trying sort of just gets sucked out. Yes. When you see Because for me, 2.0. I look at, I look at Mary 2.0 and I remember it is possible. Right. Because I don't see what she's failing at. Right. Exactly. That's because the thing. We, it's, it's all a trade-off. Yeah. You know, and that's what my husband and I have talked about a lot that, um, we talked about in the, in the career arena because um, he works very long hours and he works nights and um, the trade-off is he makes good money. Mm-hmm. And so I can stay home and kind of follow my dreams of writing or whatever mm-hmm. um, because somebody has to not just take care of the kids, 
because I mean, my kids are not at home right now, um, <laughs> but somebody has to make the house run. Right. You know? And so for him to be gone all the time, I, you know, I need to be here to do that. Um, at least part of the time. And so we've talked about how, like, so mostly men we see who make crazy amounts of money so they can live in beautiful houses. Um, the trade-off is, you know, they might be doctors or whatever, and, and they're gone even more than he is. And they're always on call or, you know, yeah, maybe they get to go on these great trips, but that's literally the only time in, during the year they see their kids. Right. Not, I mean, I am generalizing, but you know, there's, there's a trade-off. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, we've talked about it for me. Um, when I like graduated high school, went to college, graduated college, like I, I anticipated a lifetime of like wear suits and heels, get the corner office type of career. Hmm. Obviously I am not doing that. And, um, and, and at this rate, like I probably, you know, I probably never will. And that's okay. Because the trade-off is I realized, oh, this thing about women having it all, you can, but you can't have it all at the same time. And like, I'm only going to be 37 once. Right. So when I'm 37, what part do I want? Hmm. What part of all do you want? Yep. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's not potty training, but that's what I've got. (laughs) That's the reality right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I also have a book launch, you know? <clears throat> yeah. So I can't, like, I can't complain about it because we've chosen where we are. But so when I see Mary 2.0 and I see her having the part of the all that she has is the part I don't have. Right. It it reminds me, oh, it's totally possible for me to do that. I could have that. And I forget about what I already have. Yeah. This episode is sponsored by Squarespace. I don't know if you've checked out my website lately, but she just got an upgrade and we did it with Squarespace. With Squarespace, it is so easy to create a beautiful website all on your own terms. My team recently updated our Squarespace site to use Fluid Engine, a next generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. It's seriously so cool. It's mobile layout display. It lets us see what people see on their own mobile devices as we make edits and updates. And 78% of you visit the site on your mobile device. So making sure what you see looks and performs the way it's meant to matters to me. If you want to build a new website, try out Squarespace. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash lazy genius to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. This episode is brought to you by Rosetta Stone. Last year, Kaz and I went to Italy and holy moly, what a trip. The museums, the food, the culture. At least once a week, I still think about the gelato. One thing that would have been nice, though, is to know actual Italian. We used translation apps and we made it work, but I love that I can start learning new languages for future trips now with Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with 25 languages to choose from. I can learn on the go with downloadable offline lessons in the app or at my desktop. My favorite feature, though, is true 
accent, which gives me feedback on how well I'm pronouncing words as I'm learning them. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Lazy Genius Podcast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com genius. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com genius today. I found Olive in June in 2020 when we were all looking for new hobbies and things to do. Well, now almost four years later, doing my nails at home with my daughter, Annie, and Olive in June's Manny system is still one of the things I look forward to every week. Olive in June makes it easy to get a salon-worthy manicure from the comfort of your home. The Manny system has everything you need in one box, salon-grade tools designed just for DIY, and your choice of six polish colors. And y'all, the colors they make are stunning. Annie and I just tried out their new colors for Valentine's day i'm wearing love note a sparkly nude that matches my skin tone and annie is wearing bouquet a shimmery pink that matches her personality plus olive and june's polish is chip resistant and lasts for seven days visit oliveandjune.com slash lazy genius for 20 percent off your first manny system that's o-l-i-v-e-a-n-d-j-u-n-e.com slash l-a-z-y-g-e-n-i-u-s for 20 percent off your first manny system This episode is sponsored by Ritual. The days are getting longer, but it's still tough to get the recommended vitamin D from sunshine alone, not to mention the risks we take with sun exposure. That's why I love that my multivitamin is helping me out. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus, that's the one I take, was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% in a clinical study. And for someone like me who likes to move but has glass knees, I'll take all the extra support from my multivitamin I can get. Ritual's multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO, project verified, flute and major allergen free, and gentle on an empty stomach. Plus, each bottle has a minty essence that makes taking them actually enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 20% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash lazy genius. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash lazy genius for 20% off. And I don't know about what she doesn't have. Exactly. We don't know what she's giving up. In order to have, yeah, like that's something I've been um, thinking about a lot lately, actually, is, is this concept of, of exchanges um, and trades, like, like in your own life, in your own soul, um, even simply things like, okay, so I abhor cleaning my house. Oh, I mean, amen, I don't know that anyone really loves it, but like, I, I really, really hate it to the point where I don't do it. And I don't have the money to hire someone to do it for me. So we just live in a dirty house. Like it's picked up there. Like the, you know, the things I do every day because it's a trick. <laughs> it looks clean uh-huh. is uh-huh. if you clear off your surfaces, like if your kitchen is like, if your if your dishes yep. are like generally put away, if your surfaces are cleared and your floors are swept, you're good. Like, like if I sweep around the dining room table, like sweep up the dried rice and you know, that kind of thing. Like, I don't, it's not like the entire floor. It's like, like the kitchen, like if the kitchen is swept and then where we normally live, like the surfaces are clean, the house looks awesome. (laughs) It is not clean. Please don't eat off my floor. Please don't inspect things. Like I don't remember the last time I touched a baseboard, much less like real simple tells me I should clean them every three months. That is unrealistic. So, um, so I hate it so much. The point is though, 
sometimes it has to be done. You know, like sometimes you have to do the things you hate. Mm. And, um, and so I have thought like, okay, the exchange here for me, cause when I finish cleaning and everything's like kind of shiny and it smells like, you know, a forest and, right. um, like the good part of a forest and I'm, you get to use like the, the, um, the um, Mary, the amount of money that I've spent on Mrs. Myers products that are on sale, you know, it's oh like gosh. at Target where it's right? like you buy four and you get $5, a $5 card. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, baby. And I buy it. I still have them all. I feel like 16 bottles of cleaning stuff because I don't clean. I'm like, why do I keep buying this crap? I'm not going to, I don't use it often enough to merit like the special, like you work oh for the gosh. special I have. We are the same. It's yes. so bad how much I have in my closet. And then I have to store it. <laughs> so right. stupid. Right. It's so stupid. But the point, the point I'm saying, trying to make is that, um, just thinking about the exchange aspect of it. Like sometimes the feeling I have when I'm finished cleaning is worth the cleaning on some days. It's worth it. On some days it is not, um, it is absolutely not. It's like, I, you know, and I've, I have one thing I've gotten over and I'm so glad I've gotten over this is apologizing, especially to my husband when I don't do the things that I think I should have done during the day. Like if he comes home and I'm so sorry, honey, I just had like the worst day and I just needed to vet, you know, like I would Uh go on this really long speech and he never is bothered by it. He's like, why are you telling me this? Like, I don't care. (laughs) It doesn't bother me at all. Not like, I don't care how you feel. Like, I don't care that you didn't vacuum. I didn't know you were going to vacuum. Like I wasn't expecting you to vacuum. (laughs) Like It's not a problem. Um, and so I'm so glad that, um, being, I I have the, I have the gift of a husband who doesn't make me feel badly for not doing things properly and I don't have to apologize for it. And it also just makes me realize that that is not the norm. You know, like there are a lot of people who, who have that pressure on themselves because it's not just their own pressure. Yeah. They're living in that pressure. And, um, I don't know how to always even comprehend that much less speak to that. They might go to counseling. Right. I do that anyway. Uh, counseling is so good. <laughs> I love therapy. We, yeah. Mark and I, um, see a, a marriage counselor and that has, it's funny you bring this up because that has been our recent conversation. Um, without going into the whole thing, it's about expectations hmm. because, um, you know, like I said, like he works these long, crazy hours. And so I stay home. And that was like, it was an actual, like when he took this job change, I quit my job. Hmm. And at the time it seemed like an easy decision because I, I hated my job. Um, I was underemployed. I was doing something that like a college recent college grad could do. And I'd been working for many years. It was Hmm. a, uh, needed a job to pay the bills situation. Right. After I got, I got laid off when I was pregnant. Oh, wow. Um, so I had worked there cause we had to pay the bills for three years. And then he got this job where he made significantly more, but was going to be gone significantly more. And, um, at the same time, my, um, almost three year old had learned, um, she was learning about anatomy at daycare. Cool. And saying words, I'm like, oh, oh no, you don't have one of those. <laughs> Why are you saying this word to me? What is happening? Um, and so all that kind of culminated at the same time. And so the exchange was, 
he's going to take this job and I'm going to quit mine and I will stay home with Anna Lynn. Hmm. But over the years, I realized, A, what I suspected all along that I would make a lousy stay-at-home mom is true. Cool. Um, I love to work and I need to work. And, um, and so I have added more and more part-time jobs and freelance gigs and different things to my plate. And then we added another child. Um, all the while I've done all these different work type things, but only part-time and often from home and he's still working a lot. And then there's still all this home stuff that needs to be done mm. and I hate it all. <laughs> right. It's all the worst. Um, and so like you, I'm like, I hate doing it. So I'm just not going to do it because I've got other things to do that I like doing. Right. And apparently I'm a child because it just <laughs> seems that simple in the moment. Like, well, in the moment can, it makes so much sense. <laughs> I could do what I hate doing or I could do what I like doing. Right. Right. Well, hmm. Right. And so, um, so we've really struggled with expectations on mm. both our parts. Yeah. And, you know, now of course we're doing like kind of the deeper work of like, where do these expectations come from and sure. which ones can we let go of? And, you know, when do we have to choose the thing we hate just to make the other person sane? Cause that's a thing. Like yeah. that is an actual real life thing, whether no matter what your, what your um, stage of life or situation is like, if you are in close relationship with someone, whether it's a spouse or a friend or a parent or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There are times when you have not, you have to choose. Sometimes it feels like you have to, um, but that's part of being in relationship with someone is that you choose the thing that makes that person feel valued mm-hmm. or that it's important to them. That's not important to you simply because it's important to them. Um, yeah. and that is, that is like, Oh Mary, it's such a pain. It is a pain, but I tell you what, if I would have realized that 16 years ago, Ah, for real, right? Oh my my gosh. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I actually told, we just, we were, we had a counseling appointment last week and there was something, oh, I know what it was. So we had, so a couple weeks ago, a couple, no, a couple months ago, we, um, went to counseling. We only go every couple months. Um, and I said, well, I'm just not feeling connected with Mark Uh and our counselor, God bless him said, well, you just need to go on more dates. You need to have date night. Uh You guys are in the thick of it with, you know, this busiest time of your life. You need to, and I'm like, Oh my gosh, why did I even open my mouth? Because we've gone through this before. Right. Like that's his only solution for us. Is date night. Is date night. Can I say how much I hate date night? Oh my gosh. I mean, it's so expensive. It's so expensive. Oh my word. We were um, like, that's why we don't ever do anything. And even the other day we discovered that Jim Gaffigan is coming to our town. Oh my gosh. It's like on his Santa tour. And we were like, oh, we never got on a date. This, we, this is worth it. Like we want to go see Jim Gaffigan. And then Kaz pulled up the tickets and like the, the worst possible tickets were like $69 for one ticket. Yeah. Which... I am not saying Jim Gaffigan is not worth that much money. He is 100% worth every penny because I love him so much. But we were like, we were doing the math. It was like, okay, so two tickets. And then there's like the fees, like all the ticket fees. Mm -hmm. So really it's like 80 bucks a ticket. We have to pay a sitter 
I mean, I guess we should go to dinner first, right? It was like $400 right. by the time the was over. And then we we're like, no, let's just order pizza and watch Mr. Universe on Netflix. It's cool. Right. right. It's pretty much the <laughs> same the thing. same thing. <laughs> like, no, I get it. Like, date nights, like, I love – that's one of those things, like, people with their anniversary trips. Like, when people have regular date nights, I'm like, Meh. Um, But if we yes. had the ability, I would love to. You know, like if we had the funds, if we had the time, if we, like, I think that would be really great, but I do see what you're saying that like, that is not, that's not the fix. No, that's not no. the connection fix. No. So I had found this article, um, this blog post about, okay, so it's called, hold on, I'm going to pull it up. It's right in front of me. Marital intimacy is more than sex. Five ways to connect with your spouse. Now it sounds like it could be real cheesy, but actually it was so good. And I was like, oh, this is the answer. These are the things that we need to talk about. So I told my husband, I said, I want us to sit down and like read this together and talk about it. Of course, he's like, okay. Right. <laughs> Don't, husbands love it when we say, I want us to sit down and talk about this. <laughs> I know. I know. And I try, I try not, I, you know, I like, it's got to be a big ticket item for me to do that. Sure. Um, and so I said, I just think it's really good. And I said, you know what? <laughs> I said, I'm going to print off a copy and I'm going to take it with us and give a copy to Rick because he needs to know there's a more than date night, you know, <laughs> but all that to say that, so we were, and I, we were talking about, I'm like, but, oh my gosh, can you just imagine if we had started our marriage mm. when we were children, if we had started our marriage with the things that we have learned from Rick, or if we just started like, <laughs> why wasn't he a part of like, why didn't he come to our wedding. Right. I mean, you know, <laughs> he didn't know us. Like, why haven't we been going to him for the last 16, 17 years? Yeah. Because we wouldn't still need to go now. Well, we probably would. There'd be new issues, but you know, life would just look different if we had learned the things then that we're learning now. Sure. So all that to say, I don't even know where I was going with that, but yes. Yeah, so we've talked about expectations and just, you know, I finally had to say, you know what? Yes, I need to do some of the things that I hate because it it you need me to. Mm-hmm. Yep. But <laughs> we've talked a lot about how I have to lower my expectations. Therefore, I think it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's so, good. so, and you know, that's just, I mean, it's just back and forth. That's just yeah. how it goes. It's just be, this is why I feel like my life mantra is being a person is hard. <sighs> like it's it just is. so hard to be a person. And, um, yes. but the sooner, this is why I love having conversations with people who, who freely admit that being a person is hard <laughs> right. and who don't apologize that it's hard and who, do, you know, like, it's just, this is just the way it is. And I'm going to screw up and I'm going to like do things that make the people in my life mad at me. And it, it's not an excuse like, well, they just have to deal with it. This is just how I am. Like, right. that's not right either. You know, like we, that's not what it means to be in relationship with a person, but that doesn't mean that it's not hard to get there right. and that it's, oh, yeah. you know, it's okay for it to be hard. And so that's why I really love talking to people who kind of understand that, who, um, who are lazy geniuses at heart, because it's yes. like, you know what? Um, if, if no one says it out loud, then the people who haven't said it out loud yet 
feel like they're alone. Right. Um, and that is terrible. <laughs> I don't want anyone to ever feel that way. I just, one of the, the most, um, transformational moments for me when I realized that I think I see the world, like, am I crazy? Like, do I see the world so much differently than other people or are people just not being truthful about what's going on? Um, it happened the, it was just a few months after my first my first son was born. Mm-hmm. He, um, he was born in November. And so like, we basically were winter hermits, you know, I was like, I'm not going yes. anywhere. So once it was like spring and the sun came out, it was like all of the little children and their mothers emerged from the woodwork. I had no idea so many kids lived in our neighborhood. It was like, oh, look at this. Um, And so everyone was outside on the first sunny day. I didn't really know any of these these moms, Um, you know, like just friendly walking by like, how are you? Um, Mm -hmm. But not in relationship with any of them really. And so I'm pushing Sam in his stroller. And I walk up to a group of moms and like a couple of them have like several kids strapped to them with all sorts of, you know, (laughs) awesome devices. And so, um, I'm just thinking like, man, these women are, you know, these are like 4.0 moms right here. Mm -hmm. Like they know what's up. (laughs) And so I walk up to them and of course they're like, I've got a baby. And so they're like cooing at my little four month old and like, how are things? That's your first baby, you know, whatever. And one of the moms said, um, so how's it going? Do you just love being a mom? And I said, and because I don't have much of a filter, like, um, (laughs) once I, once I shed my, my good girlness Mm -hmm. to such a degree where I was like, this is stupid. Like, this is not who I am, who I've been portraying myself to be for the last 27 years is not who I am. Like, it's just not. Mm -hmm. And I'm tired of, I'm tired of this. So like, here's me. Um, I kind of jumped to the other end, you know, like to the other drastic end. Like, I'm just going to be honest with you people. Um, and if it makes you uncomfortable, we'll deal with that. So now I have right. to like kind of come back to the middle. Like I have to sort of like, <laughs> yes, yes, find you know, a balance, reconcile the two. But anyway, but this was when I was like, n- no filter, Kendra. And so she said, don't you just love being a mom? Like in that voice. Mm-hmm. And I went, I mean, no. <laughs> And, oh my gosh, so awesome. and all the moms were like, I think they thought I was kidding or something, you know, like they just kind of like, no one said anything. And I said, and I realized like, uh Oh, I feel like I've, I've stepped into something here. And I said, I mean, I love him. Like I would die for him right now, but I don't really, I don't really like this. I don't really enjoy my days doing this. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she said the one with like two babies strapped to her, she said, I have never heard anyone say that out loud before. And I said, well, then I think everyone's lying. <laughs> like, uh-huh. Just sort of like, I don't, <laughs> what are you talking? Then all your friends are lying to you because this right. is totally how it is. And, um, and come to find, you know, as you mature and grow up and understand that you can't always say everything on your mind to every person you ever meet. Um, uh-huh. the truth of the sentiment is still true. Like I don't get a lot of, of personal fulfillment from being a mother. I love my children and I, I I don't, I would never want to live life without like trying to imagine what life was like before I was probably more rested for sure. (laughs) And like, we had a little more money, but like, but I, I, I think I'm happier now. I'm more myself. It's created, you know, like all those, all those normal things, but that does not mean that I have to always like, like it. Right. Um, and that does not mean that 
anyone else who feels that way and feels trapped by, by moms who sincerely believe that motherhood is magical. Right. Um, and bless them. They are telling the truth. Like I, I believe that there are mothers who feel that way, that it gives them so much life. I'm just not Mm -hmm. one of those moms. (laughs) Like it's, and that's okay. You know? And so, um, so anyway, all that to say, I just really feel like, um, like I've taken up this cause of being a freedom fighter for moms who don't like being moms that you're okay. Yes. Like it doesn't make you a, just because you don't like it doesn't mean you're bad at it. Oh, that's, that's a, like, that's a, that's tweetable. That's tweetable. <laughs> Click. But really, but really like that's, I mean, that, that can be applied to so many parts of our life. Totally. It's like what you were just saying about expectations. Like when we do things yes. that we, sometimes we have to do things we don't like. Mm-hmm. I don't really like being a mom all the time, but I do it. And sometimes I do it with a great attitude. Sometimes I don't. Sure. But that do, it doesn't have to, um, every single thing we do does not have to imbue our personalities with itself. It's like, right. is imbue the right word? I feel like I just said the, like, I mean, it felt, I tried it to felt sound good. smarter than I actually <laughs> am, but no, it's like, like, I think we think like, like here's the, okay, ready? Here's, here's an example yes. for me. Um, if I choose on an afternoon at four o'clock, like I sincerely would rather have an apple than a sleeve of Oreos. I'm like, you fraud. What are you? Some like, like vegan hippie now you're choosing apples <laughs> over Oreos. What's wrong with you? You know, like I tell myself this stupid thing. Like if one time I choose to eat an apple on purpose, right. Right. then like I'm going to suddenly become a CrossFitter like tomorrow. Like It's so dumb. It's so dumb, Mary. But I do that with so many things. And I think a lot of us do is if we make one choice that sometimes we don't like making. Like if we hate doing laundry and one day we happen to do magically do three full loads and they are all put away by the end of the day that somehow we're like, now I'm laundry girl. Oh crap. Like what I just do now I've set myself up to be laundry. What have I started? (laughs) What have I started? Um, and so I think that, that we're just so hard on ourselves. At least I am like, I'm so hard on myself. Like one choice when I, when I'm so, uh, that's, I, hmm, here's what it is. This is the, the, the challenge of being someone who is willing to speak about how hard it is to be a person is that when you speak it so often, but then you make a choice that most days you find to be extremely hard that you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And then you make that choice. It's like, wait, have I been lying to myself all this time? Am I not truly an authentic person? Like I thought, like we put so much pressure on that one decision. We think everything means so much. Everything means something. Right. (laughs) Everything means something. And honestly, even as I said that, my thought was, well, everything does mean something. Right. Right. So I'm right now, I'm leading a women's small group at my church. Um, We're doing Jenny Allen's book, Restless. Mm Mm-hmm which is all about finding God's purpose for your life in this season, again, with the seasons. Um, And I think there's been some tension in our group, not between people, but just with the material as far as um, like, is it okay if my purpose is just to be a mom? What if I can't find my purpose? You know? And I think kind of go along those lines, like 
everything we do doesn't have to define us, like you said, or fulfill our purpose. Right. You know, like sometimes you just got to do laundry. Sometimes you just got to. Right. No, that's so good. Like not everything has to go in the purpose bucket. Yeah. It doesn't have to. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really good. That's one I'll have to be thinking about. Yeah. I think because I have, (laughs) um, man, I, as a young person, I thought I was so mature, (laughs) (laughs) but I had these, these ideas. Um, I, and I thought, you know, like I had this, it was just such a fairy tale in my mind, this mystical purpose, God's calling for me. And I think a lot of us have that idea mm-hmm. that there's some big meaning for our life. And there, I, there is meaning for our life. And absolutely God has a purpose for each of us. But sometimes you got to do laundry. Sometimes you do. And sometimes you're going to spend 12 days in a row doing things that are just about being a person before you get another chance to really dive into your bigger purpose. Right. Because our little purpose every minute of every day is just to be a person. And, you know, right now me being a person means being a wife and a mom and a housekeeper and a pet owner and a small group leader. And, you know, like there are just things that have to get done. Right. No, that's and really, I, that's really good that like, that's, um, floating around in my head, like finding its branch to land sure. on, like that we, some days our purpose is just to be a person. Yeah. And, um, and it feels, I mean, sure. It feels small and unimportant. Um, but for, I, I think seeing it through my own lens, um, it makes me feel like if I accept that, even though in my head, I know that's true. Like, I believe that's true. Cause how else are you going to function in life? Like if right. you don't actually be like, you know what? I'm just, I have to do these things right now. Like, I'm just going to do these things, even though I don't want to, I'm going to be a person about it. Um, but there's something in me that, um, feels like I'm not being true to myself. Like mm-hmm. I'm abandoning who I'm really supposed to be, but my kids need clean clothes right? or right. like we have to eat. And I know that like, I'm not messing on McDonald's. We eat there a lot, but like, we can't go again. We've gone two right. days. Like we have to, we need to stay home and eat something here. Um, right. and you know, it's like we put, again, we put so much pressure on everything, meaning something. Well, and I think that, I think, people in general, women specifically definitely do this, but I think as writers and bloggers who have brands, we put ourselves in that brand box. And so you are, you know, Kendra is the lazy genius. Mary has given up on perfect, except I'm still the same person who came up with this idea because I needed it, right. you know? <laughs> and so, right. Like it drives me, I mean, I know it's all good nature, but it drives me crazy when my friends and family will say to me when I'm freaking out about something, Mary, remember you're giving up on perfect. Oh, stop it. Burn everything. Like, remember I can reach you and punch you in the face. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm just so glad that there are people in the world like you who, um, are like, you know, you're going to, you are going to counseling. Like you are learning to be a person that, um, that you, that you want to be, that you can be, that, that God wants you to be, um, that your husband needs you to be, you know, like there's nothing wrong. There's actually a beautiful thing in growing, you know, like we want to grow. I don't, I'm so glad I'm not the same person I was when I was 22. Are you kidding me? That girl was weird. She was so screwed up with a stick up her butt. Like, I'm so glad that she is gone. Um, but it's, it's having conversations like this. It's, it's knowing that people exist in the world who, um, who just kind of carry at the same time, the beauty of the simplicity of life and the hardship of it, you know, like all those things, like they can, they can exist at the same time. Um, and you can be honest about it and you can be a real person about it and not be afraid to not have an answer to it. You know, it's to not have that magic word to not have the formula. Like no one really does. Um, but to hold all that loosely, like, it's just so encouraging that to have conversations with people like you and to know that like in Kansas city, like Mary is, <laughs> Mary's doing what I'm doing. She's buying another jar of a, uh, you know, honeysuckle, all purpose cleaner. Right, even the, even the, concen- even the concentrate, like I buy the concentrate oh my gosh. that goes through like gallons and gallons of cleaner. I think it, it's like, it probably expires. I don't think cleaning products expire. Mine probably have. Because of Do how they many expire? I hope not because I'm so I have so many. <laughs> like it's the so cabinet many. under my sink is full of yeah. cleaning products I bought years ago. Yeah, it's so bad. It's so bad. Um, we need to start a support group. Uh, Mrs. <laughs> like a Target special, like Method and right. Mrs. Myers, J.R. Watkins, whatever. If it's like pretty. If it's like a pretty bottle, yeah. like a pretty pastel that smells good. I'm like, oh, this will make me a better cleaner. No, it just makes me a hoarder. That's all it makes me. Right. It's fine. (laughs) Um, Okay. So um, I want to ask you just to kind of wrap up. um, What are some, what is something right now that you love, something you need and something you hate in whatever order you would like to share them? Okay. I made some notes. I'm pulling them up. (laughs) Do it. Um, Okay. So my question for you because I'm, because I'm such a, a rule follower. I, when you say something you need, yeah, that's something like that I currently have that I need or that I don't have and I need either one. There are no rules. Okay, there are I, no I, rules. I felt like you were going to say that, but I wanted to ask because <laughs> I I want to make sure all my crazy is recorded in this one podcast. Let's do it. Let's do it for eternity. <laughs> okay, so something I love is the Kindle app on my phone. Nice. Share. Because I love to read and I, I love to read so much that I, I need to always have a book with me. Um, like, or else I'm going to be like reading instruction manuals or cereal boxes. <laughs> um, I, I like to read a lot. I like to read instead of Fill in the blank with whatever makes you a person because I don't want to do those things. I want to read my book. Got it. And so now, I mean, I've had it for quite a while, but now like having the Kindle app 
on my phone that is never more than a few inches away from my body. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And like books are so cheap. I mean, well, my husband would never listen to this, but if he were to listen to this, I would say, I mean, I get them from the library. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) which I do. I do. Cause my library, like we can, I can get, books from the library on my phone. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of libraries do that, which is amazing. Yes. But also, I mean, a book for 99 cents or $1.99 or $4.99. Oh, gracious. (laughs) Everyone sigh. Uh, I know. But I mean, yes, it adds up. So I try to control myself. Sure. But the fact is I have a library in my hand. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. I mean... I could just go for days talking about that, but I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll contain myself and say what I love is the Kindle app on my phone. That's fantastic. I love that answer. Something I need. Well, here's the thing. I need so much. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just talking to friends yesterday, blogging friends. So apologies to the non-bloggers listening to this conversation. What I need is one tool that will basically serve as a virtual assistant and post to Pinterest, Facebook, Twitter um, automatically. And I want it to cost $25 a month. (laughs) You have a very specific need Mm -hmm. and I love it. It's like Shark Tank. (laughs) yeah right like this is what i need bring it to me so i guess like hootsuite is not good because it doesn't do pinterest it doesn't okay so you need you need a a hootsuite can i just is that not the weirdest it's a great name it's also so awkward to say it is hard to say hootsuite but we do sound like birds when we we say it hootsuite so you need you need a hootsuite that also includes pinterest and maybe like other things too Yes. And I want it to be one tool. I don't want any of this going from one site to another or one app to another. No, Uh I want it to be one thing. So that's my need. If somebody out there has the answer, (laughs) contact me. (laughs) Boom. I love love how specific that need is. That makes Uh me so happy. (laughs) And then, okay. What was the last one? Oh, something Something you hate. Some days I feel like it's a pretty long list. Right. Then when like put on the spot. Um, so I thought of three things that are like varying levels of importance. Um, I hate whistling. Doing it or hearing it? Hearing it. Mm. Um, which is funny because my dad and my best friend since we were in kindergarten, like they both whistle. And that doesn't bother me when they do it. But anybody else on the face of the planet, I don't care how talented you are. I do not want to hear you whistle. Oh, my word. That's amazing. I also hate sopranos and flutes. (laughs) Anything that kind of resembles whistling. Yeah. Yeah, I really do. Unacceptable. Oh, that's too funny. Um, So I hate whistling. Um, And then I hate um, incorrect use of punctuation. Oh, bring it for real. 
I mean, if you have a sign to promote your thing for the love of all that is holy, please get the punctuation right. It's so shocking to me to see professionally done things. And obviously the person making the sign or the billboard or the whatever it is, they're not responsible to point out your problem. Like you give them the file, you give them what it's going to look like and they do it. Right. So it's not on them. It's not on the sign makers, but before it goes to the sign makers, you, I mean, everybody needs a proofreader. So like it, I'm with you. It drives me insane. If I walk past them, I'm like, I'm not going to patronize your business. Not even close. Not even close. If you can't see through that detail, you have lost my business. Right. And because I'm so um, rational about it, I just think it's not that hard. Right. <laughs> Never mind the fact that there are things in life that are so hard for me and not for others. 100%. Like, I know. I'm I so good. So... I'm so good at being judgmental of, of people who are bad at the things that I'm good at. Right. Yes. But yes, I have no tolerance. But I have, But I have so much grace for myself when I'm bad at the things that other people are good at. Yes. Yes. Mary, this has just been such a delight to it talk. Yes. And um I need to um are you, I feel like we haven't had this is only like our second real opportunity at having a conversation because the I know. first time we really met was at a loom um yes. last year, whenever that was. And it was so like it was so easy to talk and now we're doing it yes. here, like recorded. Like we should talk like normal people. We should. Like the way normal friends talk where it's like not being recorded or not at like a Marriott. <laughs> right. So right. like we'll have, we'll figure that out. Are you on Voxer? I am on Voxer. Okay. Do you use Voxer? I do. I love it. Okay. I love it too. It's one of my favorite things because you can like have conversations with people when you are ready. Yes. You it's don't have to best. worry about bothering them. It's too late oh, or early or. It's, it's, yes. it's so funny. It's such a funny, um, like when you explain what Voxer is to someone, it's like texting with your voice. And they're like, right. why, well, why not just text them? Well, then like you, sometimes you don't want to use your fingers. You have to talk for a long time. And it's really nice to hear someone's voice. Well, why not just call them? Well, yeah, because what if they're busy? Well, then just leave them a voicemail. But then like, if the, <laughs> it's all these things. So I that's know. why I love it when people you have to use Voxer to understand how wonderful it is. I think like it's hard to sort of understand just explaining it. So when people are on it and they love it, I'm like, praise him. We just, we, we are now going to be even better friends because we both (laughs) can use Voxer and talk about all the important things. Yes. Like whistling and Captain Hook. It's great. Um, uh, Captain Hook. Cause you're, you're, Cap- I mean, that, that could be a whole, whole nother podcast. Yeah. I was going to say you're a Captain Hook girl, right? I feel like we've established this. Before. I am. I'm. Uh, yeah, honestly, I think, I think that I might have a thing for guys who wear eyeliner. <laughs> Did you like Richard I mean, Alpert in Lost? Because he wore eyeliner. Well, don't hate me, but I never you, watched Lost. I do not hate you, but we will never speak again. No I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I do not hate you. There are a lot of people like. The the world of television is so vast now oh my gosh. that like cho- like I used to choose relationships based on liking the same television shows. This is impossible. Right. It is an impossibility. It's not fair for one, but it's like there is no way a single person can watch all the important shows. I, I there's no uh, way. 
Like, no. there's just no way. So I forgive you. It's totally fine. So, but okay. So you like guys in eyeliner. Is there someone else who wears eyeliner? <laughs> well, I realized that this was a, a thing. Um, well, first of all, have you seen, I've seen it on Facebook, the, um, like the evolution of Johnny Depp's face. Oh my word. I have like not video? seen it. I have not seen it, but I will <laughs> gonna, stop I'm everything fu- <laughs> to see it I'm going to find it. As soon as we hang up, I'm going to find it and send it to you. Um, so obviously Pirates of the Caribbean, um, and I don't know, like every other role he's had since then. Right. Um, but I realized it was a thing for me when, did you watch Community? I did the first season and a half maybe. And then I had to stop okay. because it just, it had to, some, some stuff had to go. And so sadly community had to go. So it's the trade off again. Right. Exactly. Um, so there was an episode where, um, Jeff Winger. Okay. What's his real name? The main guy. Um, who does the soup. soup? Who does the soup? Um, yeah. yeah. Jo- Joel Hale. Mikhail. Mikhail. Yes. Joel Mikhail. Mikhail yes. There we go. Got yes. it. Okay. <laughs> so he, um, I don't know what the storyline was, but he dressed up like in black leather and eyeliner. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I had never in my life thought, now there's an attractive gentleman. Until then. <laughs> Until then, I was like, what's wrong with him? <laughs> you do. You like because, an eyeliner. I love it. So because funny. here's the thing. Like, you don't know my husband. He's like country boy farm hick would never like so far removed from anyone who would ever wear like a black leather cuff and eyeliner. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. So I was just so alarmed at this realization. Like what is happening? Right. Right. That happened to me when um, my husband is a Japanese middle school counselor who has raised his voice like three times in his life. He's like the (laughs) kindest, kindest man. And, um, and he is also, and he's so non-confrontational, like he, to the point where he has said before, um, okay, just so you know, if someone comes in and attacks us, I'm just going to take you and run. I'm not going to fight them. Like we're just running. So just, just just know we're going to run. Right. And, um, and so that is the man that I am most attracted to in all the world and love more than anything in this entire world. Mm -hmm. And yet like the character of four in Divergent, wow. who is like, should counsel no one, would <laughs> run from no one, is right. always yelling. Like, there's no, I'm like, whew, oh my goodness, boy. <laughs> like, it's, it's so funny when that happens, though, that when, like, you find yourself, like, yeah, like, aw- like, like, unusually attracted to someone who is so right. different from the man you've chosen to spend your life with. Right. It's such Very an unsettling strange. thing. It's like, what just happened? I don't know what's going on. Who am I? Right. This is personality <laughs> crisis. Oh, my gosh. I love that yours is eyeliner. I can't take it. That's the best thing ever. I love it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, we'll have boxing conversations about... um about dudes and eyeliner. That is, that's on the horizon. Yes. More to come. More to come. Um, well, Mary, thank you for doing this and being here and talking and, um, and just for being you for being Mary. I just, again, I just love that there exists in the world people who are willing to be honest 
about yes, things. Me too. And it just makes me so happy. So thanks for being here and being honest. And well, thanks for inviting me. This has been so much fun. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Well, I'll see you on Boxer Man. Sounds good. Okay. Bye, Mary. Bye. Thanks, guys, for listening. You can find Mary at her blog, givinguponperfect.com, and her book, Choose Joy, is available wherever books are available. We'll be back next week with Jamie Golden of the podcast, talking about baking and hot men, of course. If you enjoy listening to the Lazy Genius Podcast, I just can't say thank you enough times. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for leaving a review. If you have done that, it's so amazingly helpful. If you haven't, oh my word, you have no idea. Please just hop over to iTunes and you can say something nice. That would be preferred. But if you want to say something mean, that's okay too. But a review is so great. Thank you so much for being part of the Lazy Genius community. And we'll see you next week. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.